Hello, and welcome to the Elevate with Elena podcast. I'm your host, Elena, a certified self-love and codependency coach, aka your healing hype girl. And my mission is to help women learn to love and accept themselves fully, unconditionally, and wholeheartedly. First of all, I'm so proud of you for being here and showing up for yourself because that is truly the first step in realizing that you are meant for more and you deserve the absolute most fulfilling and abundant life possible. Second of all, I'm here to provide a space of non-judgment, vulnerability, connection, and trust by serving as a friend, guide, and mentor to help you get where you want to be in all areas of life, which all truly begins with the relationship you have with yourself. In this podcast, we will dive deep into topics like self-love, obviously, codependency, trusting yourself, confidence, relationships, boundaries, self-care practices, and so much more. I'll tell you right now, this isn't going to be some cheesy self-care podcast. We are going to get real, get raw, get honest, but also lean into the lightness and love that is in each and every one of us as we explore and elevate ourselves together. Think of this as a fun, juicy mix of self-awareness, growth, spirituality, and curiosity. So get ready for the ride of your life because your self-love journey is just that. A continuous, wild, emotional, exhilarating ride of your life. And I'm absolutely thrilled to be a part of it. Welcome back to Elevate with Elena. I'm so excited to be here. I have Luz Herks here. She is the other co-founder of Rhyme. I had Hannah on a couple weeks ago. So of course we had to bring Luz on as well to tell her side of the story and what created Rhyme and all that she does for that company because she brings a different aspect to the retreats. Hannah is all about like the yoga, the embodiment and Luz in my opinion is all about like, it's more of like therapy and this guidance in this psycho-spiritual way of visualizing things, meditating, uh, family constellation. There's so much there. So I'm really excited to dive more into those topics with her today so you can also learn more about them. So Louis, please introduce yourself to the listeners. First of all, thank you for having me. It's really great to be on the other side of a podcast because we also have a podcast and it's really great to be on the other side of that. So thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. Introducing myself, that's really interesting because we also ask that question. I'm all, always laughing about the responses, right? Because people tend to say such different things. And I've actually never really thought about how I would introduce myself. Yeah. Um, so aside from rhyme aside from work aside from being a partner and a sister and all that I feel like I am a very soft and gentle being and I want to have a lot of space for myself I want to explore I'm super curious I want to know things to the core and I think that is in short who I am really you know like just gentle softness I want to connect with people but I also want my own space and I just want to experience life in a very open exploratory way yeah that's the, very simple but that's it yeah mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be complex I think that you do truly embody that too with the way you portray yourself and I'm curious if that's something that you feel like has always been the way that you were or do you feel like it's something that you've grown into as you've 
experience like that core that was definitely always me that core was always me I always felt that way and at the same time I also for the most part of my life when I was younger um, that was definitely not uh, how I came out to the world right yeah. it's like I, I was like this tomboy and like um, I played soccer with the boys and I had boyfriend not boyfriends but boy friends you know like I was sort of a boy when I was younger and uh, kicking people fighting um, that kind of a thing so I was definitely not super like soft from the outside I was not it's like sort of the opposite actually yeah so that took me a while to embrace and to embody and it's like um, no I did embody it but I didn't like I didn't express it I just I had a lot of defense mechanisms and yeah so yeah no no not who I, I I like I was from the outside I don't think people would describe me like that maybe my closest friends would have but not definitely not uh, a lot of other people yeah why do you think you were putting up like a defense mechanism to hide that part of yourself yeah so many layers to it right so I've explored my inner world too mm-hmm. like <laughs> to the to the to the tiniest details so I know where this comes from and uh, I feel like I I didn't have I didn't feel the space to be me when I was younger just in, in a in an environment that I could be me there was space but I didn't feel it that way like I felt like I wasn't I was unworthy and I was uh, not safe I didn't feel safe in my own system I all that so that from a very young age that I don't even remember that I started behaving in different ways yeah Yeah. so this is a self-love podcast so I feel like there's got to be some like self-love tied into that I just can feel that so I'm curious what self-love means to you and like how has your relationship with yourself evolved over time as you've learned these things about yourself well I feel like everybody um is born into a life with love right like it doesn't matter if you were born out of love with your parents but like love is like this this growing energy and everybody has that inside of themselves and we call that love but it's just an energy right Mm -hmm. um but i i very quickly learned to not love myself and that i was not worthy and that um i i even grew into hating myself like i didn't i despised myself i didn't like myself at all like i was i wasn't a fan of myself at all and that was um that was i think one of the main reasons why it took me so long to find what i'm doing right now because i, I just didn't dare to do it because who am i to do this you know? right like that's what i thought for a so throughout my life, I that became like sort of a goal, like to set myself free and to actually experience that fully because I did experience loving myself because it's, it's all in these little things. But eventually, long, really long story short, uh, I discovered all these methods and all these practices and all these theories and um, ways in the spiritual realm, mostly to loving myself so and that became a part of what I teach now too so like not loving myself is actually the foundation of uh, how I teach other people to do to do it and to get rid of those patterns of uh, like not loving yourself and uh, to to appreciate yourself again and to come back to that core again so Mm -hmm. on one hand it's very difficult 
And on the other hand, it's also the foundation of what I do. And that is, it's all about self-love and and self-love brings you eventually to loving the other and loving the planet too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a have this big scheme going on with prime is that we want a better place to better the world to become a better place. And that starts with self-love, you know? Yeah. I think yeah. there's so much truth to the fact that especially people that are feeling called to serve others, like there is always this foundation where they needed to cultivate that self-love within themselves to be able to serve other people in a more profound way. So I think I've had so many conversations about self-love and it's with a lot of people that tend to also serve other people, but it started with them having to like learn to love themselves to be able to actually serve and show up in the best way that they can for other people. So yeah, I love the way that you explain that because it's, there's so much truth to that. Okay. So you touched on the fact that you've learned all these methods, especially in the spiritual realm. And I knew that I wanted to take that conversation in that direction because this is a self-love podcast, but I do touch on a lot of spiritual topics too, because that's what's like really interesting me these days, especially in like the last six months, because I had this change like about six months ago, like I said, where I realized (laughs) to be able to get a stronger relationship with myself. I needed to tap more into my spirituality and like my relationship with God. And I've noticed my relationship with myself just like catapulting. I'm like growing so much as an individual and I'm just seeing so much expansion and openness in myself. So I'm sure that you've probably felt similar things in your own life. So yeah, let's touch on some of those methods that you have used for your own self-love and relationship with yourself as far as spiritual realms go? Well, from the moment I I have memories, I've always talked to my grandfather who was not alive, mm. right? So I had like clear um, conversations back and forth, like his voice in my head and I never met him, but um, he was my best friend. This is how I always felt that. So from a very early age, I was very in touch with like the spiritual realm and energy and like spirits and like all that. And my mom really... Uh, uh, stimulated that too because she was in the same in the same realm right did a lot of energy work and blah 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 and um but then when I was a little older uh I I was a little embarrassed because other people didn't do that it's like what is that you have an imaginary friend you know like that <laughs> and so I stopped doing that and eventually uh, like I think around the age of 16 17 I just picked that up again and started like praying meditating and getting into that way of connecting with my soul which I always did already like with my soul talking to my the soul of my grandfather I understood that concept when I was really young already and um I didn't feel good uh for a very long time like I was really depressed and uh, a lot of anxiety from a very young age like I would say 12 13 that that really became a thing in my life and um all these methods like meditation it started with meditation like how can I and praying like how can I do that and I'm gonna get back to me again right and then getting rid of all these layers of defense mechanisms and that's that is one thing that really helped me was hypnotherapy so obviously everything that really helped me I was convinced about so I also started to learn that like how can I apply that for myself and then also for others um family constellations that was a big thing for me too 
to understand like how my family and intergenerational patterns were affecting me and also supporting me because it's both right mm -hmm. um that was a really big thing um but just energy work on itself mm -hmm. feeling energy and um giving that to others my mom <laughs> she um I don't want to say forced, but it was sort of forced. She took us to, it, it's not Reiki, it's another way. It's called universal energy. It's like it's sort of the same thing as Reiki. Yeah, they, it's they very similar to... because I do Reiki and it's universal life force. So yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah exactly. So she sent me my, and my two brothers and my dad to this course that she did. Like she did the whole thing. Um, uh, so then I came in touch with that too. And that was really like, whoa, whoa, this is... <laughs> in my body and like information coming through and all that stuff so that was pretty interesting to experience that felt uh really good and uh, i got like a more understanding of all the things i already felt you know like it was uh it was really nice to experience the explanation of certain things that i already felt in my body and didn't I couldn't comprehend that. I couldn't deal with that before. And now uh, I got some structures. So I started reading and reading and reading and did a lot of courses, did a lot of, yeah, like workshops, whatever, whatever it took to understand more about my psyche and more about my body and more about um, this whole spiritual world that I was uh, exploring before already with my subconscious, I guess. And now I was conscious. And I also wanted to understand it with my mind. Like, how does that work? And how does that work for me? And uh, how does that affect the body eventually? And like going into all sorts of um, like layers <laughs> to understand myself and eventually um, to connect to this like root truth or something like a core truth of our being and obviously I didn't get there because like like what does that even mean so and then you I I came to like surrender and how do you surrender to that to the that it is all is love for example or God is all or um however you want to call it you know like um this this root thing that I needed to understand was uh, something that was understandable so and that also was okay eventually mm -hmm. what did the like how would you explain the energy work that you do then since that's not like the only energy work I guess that I have like a title around is mm -hmm. Reiki so you mentioned the universal life force there is different ways of playing with energy so I'm curious how do you utilize like energy when you work with people um, for me, it's like what Hannah does, for example, she she will share her energy with others, right? So not her energy, but the energy that she pulls in and then she she does Reiki with others. How I use it is um, understanding, I understand my body and my energy feels very well. Like I, I feel when there is a shift and I also really understand well when there is a shift in someone else. So when I work on private or in within groups, I feel the other deeply. It's like what is going on in the other systems and also with the group, then a the group dynamic uh, where I fully trust my own system to navigate me with the other. So I get a lot of information from the other, like um, where their challenges are, uh, where their physical challenges are. Like I understand a lot about their systems because I understand my system so well. So information that comes in, it's like uh, like a Google Translate, right? Yeah. So 
like I get that information and I, I, I try to, I try to every day to uh, in, invest in my own energy so I can read the other's energy well, because the clearer I am, the, the clearer the information comes through, you know, like sometimes Google, like translate is not that clear. It's like, well, I don't think this, this translation is yeah. correct. Right? Mm-hmm. And um, so this works the same for me, um, working with energy of the other. So yeah. investing in myself, understanding the other, like for example, family constellation, uh, that's just a fr- framework, but basically it is energy work mm-hmm. and it's understanding what, the systems are in someone's um, energy fields. So like, what did they learn? What did they download? How did that, uh, how is that related to their uh, family constellation, right? So their family dynamics. And I feel that, and it's not like I have this map printed out in my mind, but I just intuitively know what's going on in the system. And it, it will lead me from point A to B to C to D, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, like, it works that way. And I can translate that because of all the work I did on myself. Yeah. And it's not like you're like mentally thinking about what's coming. It's more of like an intuition guidance then. It's both actually. It's like, I, yeah, I have the information in my brain, like literally like well, it's I, conscious. It's like a conscious thing. Yeah. Like, okay. yeah, it's like it, it, it flows through the energy to me. Right. It's like, mm-hmm. And then it's in my mind and I have a picture of it. So it's like the picture with the information that is that is actually very mental. It's like, oh yeah, I know this, 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 and this, and that. And then my intuition will guide me through that to fill in some blanks. Because sometimes mm-hmm. it's not complete or it's not the whole truth or there is like, that's just a lead to something yeah. else. And the more I trust that, the more I will come to sort of like a core problem or challenge or whatever the other one is um presenting themselves with me makes any sense yeah no that does make sense I'm glad I asked that question I've noticed like for myself doing Reiki now it's it's a newer practice for me within the last few months and I do Reiki on myself because I do feel like that helps like my own energy and Mm -hmm. becoming a clear vessel for other people so I'm Mm -hmm. curious how you focus on your own energy to be able to serve other people then yeah it's for me I understand very well how I feel and how my body feels uh, when I am in sort of like um, a neutral a neutral um, equilibrium how do you say that is that the word yeah equilibrium yeah if if there's a neutral feeling in my system I, I i like i really know how that feels it's like that it's like the zero right i'm on the zero and that my body feels like that and like i move with my energy and so when i because our energy is super connected to our body and it's not we are not only energy and obviously the body is energy eventually too but also it's material we are this is material, our body's material, right? So mm-hmm. it's really connected to our nervous system. So understanding where you are with your nervous system, with your body, and thus as well with your energy. For me, I understand, all right, I need to have a break or I need to have some space for myself or I, oh, now I have a lot to give or now I cannot give anything. It's like, I sometimes even I, I visualize my battery and I can see how my battery is charged or not. You know, like these little tricks to understand where I am with my energy. Mm-hmm. To understand where I am 
then I know what to do so I can give my all to my clients. Does that answer your question? Yeah, no, that does make sense. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you can understand, you're saying like, if you can feel really grounded in like your own energy, it only allows you to be able to like read other people's energies because you can kind of like decipher between what's yours and what's theirs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because otherwise it's, it's, it's the filter is not clear. And then I would project a lot of my own things on the other. Mm -hmm. So that's the core of it. I feel like if I like, I mean, I think this is the goal for everyone, to be honest, like we need to understand ourselves before we can understand the other, right? Otherwise the, the future is just so unclear. Yeah. That was something that you actually had us practice at the rhyme retreat was learning how to like feel our own energy and then like protecting our own energy so that we can yeah, notice when it's our own things or when it's someone else's energy and like being able to decipher between those. So mm -hmm. would you be willing to chat through like what that could look like for someone? Because a lot of the people that listen to this podcast tend to be very mm -hmm. empathetic people that take on other people's energy easily. And sometimes that's not always the best thing because mm -hmm. we want to be able to stay really grounded in our own energy and not get so like consumed by other people so yeah how I mean you can maybe even talk through what we did at the retreat or I can comment on it as well but yeah give us something um a really good question to understand if you are in harmony with the other uh, like uh honoring your own energy or and and also have focus on the other is question is where am I so if you ask yourself that question, where am I, right? That brings you right back into you. And if that feels different than how you felt before you asked that question, then probably you were not in your body. Because if we are in perfect harmony with connecting with the other, we are very aware of ourselves too. We are aware of our bodies, are aware of our systems. And most of the time people are very much in the other, it's like rarely I see people that are really into themselves and they don't really listen to the other. Like I know some people that do, but um, most people's problems are challenges are that they are way too much with the other. So if you ask yourself, where am I? I am with myself. Mm -hmm. If you are with yourself, then you can understand like, all right, I am with myself. And then I can also give half of my focus to the other. Yeah. If that it does. I, I mean, even just like from my own experiences on the retreat too, I can speak to what some of these practices felt like. Um, one of them, when we had to look into each other's eyes, I was so focused on myself. I wasn't even like really looking at the other person. I was so worried about them looking at me. And that was like very eye opening because I think a lot of us are like that, even like having a conversation. It's like you're so focused on like the other person or like what they're thinking about you and like, are they judging you and like da 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 da. But are you even like noticing your breathing and are you actually present and like not just there to respond and like trying to think of what you're going to say next? Are you actually really present with them and just taking it in and holding space for them? And um, there was another little trick that you taught us to, which I think I use it like honestly all of the time. I didn't realize that I'd done it in the past, but now I'm like more intentional with it too. It was like maybe a some subconscious in the past and now it's more like conscious, but I like clasp my hands in front of me or behind me to protect my energy because that makes me feel more grounded. 
when I'm talking to people or if I feel like I am going to be consumed by a conversation, if it's more emotional or someone's like very triggered by something, this helps me stay grounded in my own energy by just clasping my hands and like creating this kind of like little bubble of my own energy. Yeah. Yeah. And feeling yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Like you feel literally like I do that too. Like I do like this, for example, and I would sometimes when I have less energy to give, I would uh, like, I would tension between my hands so I am still coming back to me coming back to me coming back to me I'm also uh, a part of this conversation I need to be a part of this mm-hmm. right teaching my body hey come back come back be here with me you know mm-hmm. um I'm happy to hear that that uh is is working for you that well like it did work already but now you can use it like more consciously exactly. this is what rhyme is all about right? like creating these conscious pathways to connect with yourself so you can balance giving and receiving, giving and receiving, giving and receiving. Exactly. Because every day it's all about this pluses and minuses, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, and especially it was really good timing. I think everything works out the way it's supposed to really, but it was good timing because that's when I was also starting to get more into like energy work and understanding that. So like being able to consciously protect my own energy is very important when I'm working with other people on an energetic level. So yeah, it was, it came at the right time. Like always, things always do. Um, I also would love to talk about family constellation. I know you already mentioned it, but that was something that like totally like was mind boggling to me. I've never experienced anything like that before. And it's kind of hard to explain. I know you even mentioned that like before we went into it, like until you experience it, it's kind of hard to understand, but do you feel like you can try to explain what family constellation is so people can understand it a little bit more if they're curious? Yeah. I can definitely try, yeah. but like you said, it, it is very difficult. And I, I understand it very deeply because when I didn't know what it was and then I knew what it was by experience, like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Why I didn't understand it before. Yeah. Because experience but um what i always say it's like uh families are connected right families are connected uh, with their genes uh, but also with their energy Mm -hmm. right because genes the physical is energy Mm -hmm. so we hold a lot of information in our system and it's called quantum entanglement so we are our energy is entangled with our families and we are built to protect our families too so for example Uh, when you have a kid you will automatically uh, when there is a fire you will protect your kid when you are with your brothers or your sister's kid and your kid is not around you will protect first you will protect your brother or sister's kid right Mm -hmm. and there is this uh, hierarchy and our body feels that like imagine um, dogs for example they also know this hierarchy but they feel it because of the energy so there is an energy field and it's an energy field connected between you and your family and there is a hierarchy in the family and uh, a family imbalance has a a beautiful hierarchy with the parents on top and everything flows down from there so you have the kids from the oldest to the youngest and then if they have kids again they will flow it's like a fountain right yeah so it's like yeah so it flows down the energy flows down But if there is, um, for example, parents that uh, one parent will um, leave the family. So there's only, for example, the mom 
because that happens more often, obviously, then one of the kids will replace the father's position and it will energetically support the mother. But then the energy is, is not aligned anymore as it yeah. should. And then there is a energy block. And you can imagine there are so many blocks that we probably have because of disharmony in our family. So um, from there, family constellation is an externali externalization. <laughs> Difficult <laughs> a hard word. <laughs> of what is happening inside. So our internal world is externalized with role playing. Well, you can do it in different ways, but most of the time it's uh, with role play. So imagine um, you having a challenge with your family and you say like, I want to do family constellation. This is my problem. That is that uh, I don't get along with my mom. We always have this fight and I don't understand. Right. So you choose a few people to represent your family members and then you will put them into a position that is an externalization of the system that is yours and that can have different positions. And then from there on out, you are uh, the people that are representative of your families. They will actually feel the way their family, your family members actually feel and think and act. And that's really like mind blowing. It's magic. And it's also not, it's just nature. Um, but you actually feel all those feelings and you feel um, and you have thoughts. You, even your body uh, will uh, change a little bit in a way. It's like you will stand differently. You feel differently. Like uh, thoughts will come up and words will come out of your mouth that are not actually yours or your thoughts. And in a way, you still feel like yourself, but also there is like this other entity with you. And um with family consolation, like what I would do, then I would navigate the um, the challenge to 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 talk about that with the family members, and and then things will come up what your family members in conscious life cannot say because they're blocked by so many defense mechanisms. So what is beautiful about this is that it is someone else representing your mom, for example, and then your mom can talk without this fear and this judgment of herself and all these things that prevent us from having a normal conversation with each other, th that information will come out. So then you can actually understand the other better. You can have more empathy and, and compassion and compassion and empathy leads to letting go. Like when we feel compassion and empathy for the other, we tend to forgive and we tend to let go. So Energetically, we let go of patterns that live inside of our system from our family. And energetically, that will also affect actually in, in real life, your family members. Mm -hmm. And they will not consciously or maybe consciously feel that. And then maybe there will be a shift, but the work is with you. You did that. So you would feel that shift immensely. And there is this mm -hmm. big thing that is resolved in your energetic system where you can move on from and uh, go to the next yeah yeah no that honestly was a really great explanation of it especially I didn't I didn't know about like the hierarchy system of families so I feel like that really helps me understand like yeah if someone like doesn't have their dad in the picture for example like someone else needs to step into that role and like how that affects the hierarchy and help yeah other people things come up that block them from 
showing up in a certain way and that affects the dynamic. So yeah, I think that really was great the way you explained that. I personally was a part of a family constellation and I won't give too many details away because that's their own situation, but I was able to be their mom Mm -hmm. in it. And it was crazy. Like I felt like myself still, like you explained, but I was saying things that I was not even like thinking they were not mine. It was just like coming out of me and I was feeling things that I like knew were not my emotions, but I could like really feel them. Um, and it was just really crazy to be a, a part of something like that. I've never done that. So really cool, really cool. And also very profound for that person being, being able to have that shift within themselves and seeing things in an external way is so interesting. Cause yeah, we keep a lot of that like internalized. And I think we don't even realize a lot of like what the dynamic is. Yeah, because these patterns live inside of us, right? It's such a big mess, like of like entanglement and like all these like structures within our system. We it's really hard to see the color of your own eyes without a mirror, right? And that's what's going on with a lot of challenges that we feel inside. Uh, we maybe we feel uncomfortable, but and that is connected to this intergenerational pattern of this, and this is because of that, is And there's this whole story behind that. I feel uncomfortable, and I feel like uncomfortableness in my chest, for example, right? Mm-hmm. But from there on out, there's this whole like life story, maybe multiple lives, right? Because it's not only connected to this one, it's also connected to whatever lives, right? So there, there is so much magic behind mm-hmm. our flesh and um, family constellation. They call it family constellation, but you can extend that to any dynamic uh, in relationships you can extend it to dynamics within companies within friends within um mm. your organs you know like there is this is energy work and somebody created this frame it, it stems from germany created this frame but actually it, it is energy work mm-hmm. we all experience this magic within the family con- from magic uh, from family constellation in our daily life too is that when you feel um like oh i want to uh, or you think about your best friend and then she calls you right that's that's the same energy yeah. or when your mom or your dad or whatever it's like hey are you okay because they feel that from you or when you ha- you have like twins experiences a lot right it's that when somebody is in pain and the other one on the other side of the world or wherever they are they feel the same pain that's all quantum entanglement so that's as everything to do with energy and how we are connected so when we share genes the quantum entanglement is way more intense than for example we share the space together in the retreat right so we talked with each other and our our energies mixed because we were very close to each other so there's information of you and me and this is what i can read and this is what you feel consciously or subconsciously and and that is what family constellation uses to externalize these challenges that live within. Yeah. Wow. I'm like just trying to process everything that you're saying. This is so good. Um, yeah, no, there's so much to that. And I didn't think about it in that way too, where it's like, this comes up all the time in my own life too. I've noticed I'll be thinking about something and then they'll call me or I'll be thinking about someone and then they'll call me mm-hmm. or 
it's crazy. Like I'll be thinking about something specific too that has to do with a certain person. And then they'll text me about that specific thing. Yeah. It's crazy how like interconnected we are as humans mm. energetically. Hmm. Okay. I also lastly want to touch on hypnotherapy because that was another method that you mentioned. And personally, before I came on the retreat, maybe I have done hypnotherapy and I wasn't even aware that it was hypnotherapy, but I feel like there's like these stigmas or like myths about hypnotherapy that kind of like made me a little nervous to try it because I thought I was going to be able to like be controlled and like it's kind of scary you feel like you're like taking like losing control almost of like yourself because you've you've seen hypnotherapy like done I've had it at um what was it our high school party like at the end of the year party when we graduated high school we had like a hypnotherapist there and people went on stage and like were hypnotized and I was like, oh my gosh, like I wouldn't want that to be me in front of the whole school. Like that's traumatizing because you're kind of just doing like whatever they're kind of telling you to do. But there is this sense of like, if you really don't want to do it, you won't do it. Right. So what most people experience or seen or whatever is stage hypnosis, right? So that's not hypnotherapy, but that's it's stage ah. hypnosis. And um, obviously that works too but it only works for um what you allow it to work on right so there is nothing that a, a hypno hypnosis guider whatever can do with you that you are not approved proving of in your subconscious mm-hmm. for example if you are not willing to give your credit card number away you will not do that in under hypnosis or yeah. if you don't want to like scream like a chicken on stage <laughs> you will not do it. So most of the times, these, these methods, uh, they are very, very well um, uh, researched first. Like, what are people like willing to do? And then they pick those people to get on stage. So they know that it's going to work on stage, right? So that's how it works. It's like a magic trick. And what yeah. hypnosis is, is we are all learning through a state of hypnosis. And you can have like a really mild light state of hypnosis where your brain waves are just a little bit lower than now, for example, because now you're listening to me and I'm talking. So we are now in this age um, where we're not in hypnosis. But when we're a little lower, we are uh, in a state where our subconscious is like a sponge. It's like, all right, I need to learn things. I need to learn about life. Because this is how we can protect ourselves, is understand how we um, can move safely through the world, right? So mm-hmm. when, when we are kids from like an uh, age from zero to eight, sort of, we, we live in a state of hypnosis almost because we are constantly learning, uh, understanding and um, downloading information, uh, how life works and how, uh, how we can move through life safely again. Um, so every every hypnosis is self-hypnosis and mean i mean that with that is that you allow your brain to go there and you allow your system to open up to learn something and um me for example like a hypnotherapist can guide you through some steps to go into that place and 
first off, obviously we talk about like, what do you want to learn? What do you want to unlearn, right? Because within your subconscious, you have neural pathways that are created to understand a certain thing. For example, I don't love myself because of this and this and that. And with hypnotherapy, you can go to that connection and you can say, oh, well, this is connected to this particular experience. And then we can again same with family constellation talk it over like what happened create some movement create compassion create sympathy create letting go is emdr a form of hypnotherapy then yeah like i i feel that is that is absolutely a similar practice but emdr yeah. is a method to to trigger both brain uh, parts both right sides the, of the brain yeah yeah so left and right so that is the technique of emdr and emdr works well within hypnotherapy Mm -hmm. and within within emdr you use techniques that are used within hypnotherapy so you can do hypnotherapy techniques while doing emdr so Mm -hmm. that that you're like you experience this too right in in the retreat it's like you you play with certain dynamics in your brain in your mind right with like how Mm -hmm. do you get certain thing and how can you move with this and you want to create movement in your system so hypnotherapy is that the therapy is what connects emdr and hypno hypnosis is the 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 therapy so this is what you do with every therapy is like trying to look at, at things in a certain different way so you can resolve and move over and move past certain mm-hmm. so yeah it's sort of similar. Yeah, a lot of yeah they're similar because a lot of the times like we have things stuck within us too or if it's like we don't even have awareness around something it's like bringing in this movement to be able to become aware of it so then you can actually work through it so- let go of it or just looking at it in a different way like maybe you are aware that you have this belief that you don't feel like you're good enough Mm -hmm. and then it's like okay well how can we like work through it a little bit more so you can let go of that and it doesn't trigger you as often that's like kind of like what we worked through with emdr too yeah so yeah it's it's very interesting and it blends beautifully together and i feel they belong together you know they're different and they are the same um and they're all uh, practices and methods to be again uh, not again, because we are always ourselves. We are never lost. You know, the core of the core of us is never lost. We are there, but we've learned so many techniques to protect ourselves unnecessarily most of the times. Like, all right, for this time it was really necessary, right? But then we can lose that mechanism. But our body just keeps it uh, unless we resolve it. And EMDR hypnotherapy, they, they, they tend to support us to just get rid of it and create a new supportive one for our system, for our lives, for mm-hmm. our goals, for our dreams, right? Because sometimes some um, belief systems are very supportive for our lives, but maybe not for our dreams. Maybe not mm-hmm. if you want to move to another country or maybe not if you want to have um, uh, build your own company. But if you are fine within your life, you don't want to change anything, then you don't really need it. But if you yeah. want to optimize, life you want to change and if it's hard and if you feel challenges and if you feel like your you you your potential is bigger than your present reality then yeah those are beautiful practices to support a journey to more freedom yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. i love that 
I want you to share like how people can connect with you so that they're able to do these kinds of things and up-level their life in whatever way they would like to do. Um, But first, before we do that, I always have my guests give one last intuitive message of the day. So I'll just take a couple of seconds to tap into your intuition and then speak whatever's on your heart. Hmm. Yeah, got one. Go for it. I think I feel um, that with everything that we do, if we are a little bit more kind, kind to ourselves, mm-hmm. kind to the other, more give more space to what we literally are doing, then the world will be so much more with the ease. You know, like our life experience would be with more ease. Like kindness, I feel, um, is a word that we can download a little bit more of to to help mm-hmm. our journey to lighten up a little bit you know it doesn't really matter this doesn't really matter just be kind to yourself like oh well you know oh well yeah oh well it doesn't matter that i did this wrong or that that person did that wrong or that this person like entered the line in front of you like it doesn't matter you know just be kind compassionate mm-hmm. and then let it go yeah. It's like having that self-compassion with yourself, but also if you can have it with yourself, that's only going to come out to others in a deeper way too. Yeah, for sure. And like, if we zoom out a little bit more, you know, like this is what I, um, what I've learned in my own life too, is if you zoom out, like, and you, you can see what it truly is about, like, it doesn't really matter, you know, kindness is free. Mm-hmm. You know? Kindness yeah. is so free. You can give it everywhere. Like, oh, well, yeah, you can have my spot in the line, you know? Oh, yeah. well, I, oh, well, whatever. Oh, yeah. I think it's a ripple effect too with kindness. Like being able to let go of those things and just like be kind mm-hmm. intrigues other people to be like, huh, like she didn't really care about that. And I feel like I usually care about that. Like maybe I need to yeah. be like show up in a different way or like it kind of makes you question like the way that you're coming out into the world. And I think it is like a ripple effect for humanity. If we're kind, yeah. then it inspires other people to be kind. And yeah. yeah and just... the other way is true too, right? Like when you're angry or when you're short or when you're dismissive, mm-hmm. whatever, then the other person will take that energy on. It's all about energy. It's like mm-hmm. same with kindness. So when people get in front of me in the line or whatever, I just smile. It's like, oh, I'll take my my spot and maybe they will experience a little bit more ease and maybe they will go home with a little less anger and maybe they will be kinder to their husband, wife, boyfriend, whatever it is, you know, and that will live on too. And what doesn't really matter if it was my spot or not or whatever context that is. Yeah. I love that. That's so good. I'm going to like think about that all day today. (laughs) That's going to be my thing when something like, maybe triggers me or like I feel like I should be bothered by something it's like no just let it go it's fine where a lot of people are bothered a lot you know yes like a lot of complaining like not things not going your way yeah projection of like things onto other people it happens all the time and it, it's it, it will just keep being there one unless we say oh well doesn't yeah doesn't matter doesn't matter at the end of the day you know like okay it just yeah not receiving that gift of um anger or fear whatever the core is yeah 
Yeah. So good. Thank you so much, Lou. It's like, seriously, all of your, your knowledge and just like your energy and presence here has been so amazing to experience. And I'm still like processing everything, honestly, but I'm going to be able to listen to this again and take it in a little bit more, but how can other people get in contact with you and maybe work with you down the line? Yeah. So we obviously, like you already mentioned, we host retreats. That's the thing. So we have one in September in Portugal and we have one in Morocco in October and then a whole new season in 2024. And aside from that, I do a lot of uh, private consultations. So I do all what all the things I offer, uh, nervous system regulation. And um, then I work with Hannah. Uh, we do dual coaching. So if people want to get in touch with us, that I mean, we have a website, rhymewithus.com. You can find our email there. Like we're changing the website a little bit. Uh, so it's easier to find that too. But we do a lot of coaching. I do a lot of coaching on the side too, uh, online or on site. Um, but um, especially for people that are not around where I am because I travel around a lot, uh, the online uh, coaching is available. And I do one sessions too. So that can be from hypnotherapy to family consultation to EMDR doesn't really matter I can do all those things online too so cool yeah I've got to do some of those practices with you one-on-one at the retreat and yeah there's definitely a different it's a different experience whether it's one-on-one versus retreat so definitely check it out if you're interested there's so many different ways that you can work with Luce and Hannah so I'm so happy you're here thank you so much it was such an amazing time seriously I appreciate you And just like that, you have finished another episode of Elevate with Elena. Thank you so, so much for being here and showing up for yourself today. How can you support this community? I'm so glad you asked. Please rate and review this podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you're loving, what's not working so much, so that I can make this the best space for you to be able to show up, to learn, to grow and continue on in your own self-love journey. This is what it's all about. And if you know someone else out there who could use this inspiration, these messages, please share it out to them. I love you so much. I'll talk to you soon.